0: It is so good to be back with you today and see all your friendly faces. Uh, Just having been here a couple of weeks ago or months ago or whatever it was, kind of lost track of the time for Friends Sunday, and then I got invited to come back and preach. I was um, just looking forward to this so much. I have to admit, when Kate asked me if I would come and preach, I thought to myself, watch, be the first day it snows. So we now begin what I call the season of shraking, when you're shoveling snow and raking your leaves at the same time. But it is good to be back with all of you and see all your friendly faces and to know that that the worship of this church continues to be strong and continues to be loving and continues to be kind. Um, I pray every day for this church and for your pastors and your staff. And I, I wanted you to know that. Uh, before I turn to the scripture I'm going to share with you, which is just a couple of verses from Paul's letter to the First Corinthians, I just want to say a, a, a few things about the letter to First Corinthians. We're all familiar, of course, with 1 Corinthians 13. You know, um, though I speak with the tongues of men and of the angels that have not love, I nothing. There are three things that remain: faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Uh, So that was part of the the letter. But the reason that he wrote this letter to his friends in Corinth was because they were acting a little bit feisty and naughty, and he needed to kind of straighten them out and tell them what it meant to be a good Christian, you know, to tell them how they were to be loving and kind. And so that brings us to a passage in chapter 16, these couple verses that I'm going to share with you today. After he had written in chapter 16, to them about how they needed to really get it together. And they needed to start acting Christ-like and they needed to reach out to other people. And then he comes to these two verses, verses 13 and 14 in 1 Corinthians, his letter. He said, keep alert, stand firm in your faith, be courageous, be strong, be kind. Let all that you do, let all that you do be done in love. This is the word of the Lord. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, I pray that you would take the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my mind and the feelings of my heart and that you would find them acceptable to these, your loving children. Amen. Mm -hmm. I was thinking this week about kindness and every every once in a while in life, something remains with you always some experience you've had continues to remain with you always i had one of those experiences during a tennis match when i was a young girl some of you might be able to relate to this kind of a story it was a hot day a very hot day middle of july i was 13 years old i had been taking lessons for almost two years and i thought i was coming along quite well and i was very proud to get out there and be part of this match my first set in that match was against a girl my own age who was clearly born with a tennis racket in her hand. I'm thinking, you know, when I get a pacifier, this girl had a tennis racket in her hand. She won every, she won the first serve for, you know, first time out, she won every serve since then, second, third, you know, and I knew I was in trouble after that first serve. Uh, it, the serve went by me like a rocket and I felt like I was in the middle of a game of dodgeball. Do you remember that game? That's what I felt like when I was out there playing this tennis match. And I thought, you know, did she take the weekend off from Wimbledon or something just to kind of fly in and be here to play? Or was this Chrissy Everett in disguise. Or perhaps it's one of one of those um, Russian or German players that is here for as an exchange student or something like that. So the match went on. It was 15 love, then 30 love, then 40 love, Game, set, match, end of my tennis career, my pride, everything. I think I won two points in that whole time. And um, and I might be exaggerating. I just need to say that. So I walked off the court, and I was absolutely devastated. So there was this little hill by the courts, and I went over, and um, I threw my racket down, because it's always the racket's fault, right? It's always the racket's fault. And I sat there looking down at the grass, defeated, embarrassed, thinking this is it, I'm not gonna play tennis anymore. No one came up to me at first, and I kind of can understand why, until one of the mothers of another one of the tennis players, she came up to me and she sat down next to me and she lifted my chin up and she looked into my face and she brushed my hair away from my eyes. And she said to me, that was very brave, You know, a lot of people would have walked off that court, but you didn't. She said, "I am so proud of you." And then she looked at me and she said, "Let's go down to the snack bar and get a tab." (laughs) Now, a tab, if you don't know, is the precursor to Diet Coke, and everybody, even back then, knew that that's what I drank. I bet you Kelly drank tab too. So we sat and we talked for a little bit, and then we made our way back up to the to the tennis court. And even though on that day, I thought I was the worst tennis player in the whole world, it was all right because I was part of that team, of that group, of that family, and they had embraced me through this woman who cared for me that day. I had been shown a glimpse of true caring love and kindness. I will never forget the kind look in her eyes. The kind look of that mother. Um, the touch of her gentle hand on my face. The wise and thoughtful words. The tab. Her name is Mrs. Kelly and she died just a few years ago and I went to the visitation. And I went because I remembered how kind she had been to me. and I. Took her daughter the story about the tennis match. I hadn't spoken about that tennis game since I was 13, but I told her daughter about that day when her mother was so kind to me. And I said, I will remember your mom's kindness for the rest of my life. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. This is human. It's also very Christ-like. It's biblical. And it's love. This past week, after Kate and I talked about this service being your kindness Sunday, I thought, after she asked me, I thought, I can do kindness. So I've been thinking about it this week, and I've encountered or heard um, different stories as I asked people about kindness in their own lives. And as I thought about the many brothers and sisters in Christ, many of you in this congregation, many within our presbytery many within around the world as i thought about these brothers and sisters in christ and how i have grown to love them you know to love them myself and the effect that they've had on me and how it's made such a difference in my life and in the lives of those i know and love as i thought about this i know that there are many of you that have moments where you have experienced kindness from someone else that will stay with you the rest of your life. But as I was thinking about this, a few images came to mind. And I want to briefly share with you on this Communion Sunday what this loving kindness has to do with our faith, what it has to do with this church, with all churches, and with every single one of us. Every single one of us. So Paul wrote this beautiful letter. He wrote this to his friends in Corinth. And as I said before, he had had planned this letter to try to bring people into the fold of how to be a Christian, how to be loving, how to reach out, to understand how these people in the Corinthian church needed to be instructed in the way of Jesus. He shared those words in this chapter 16, the words of how to be kind, to keep alert, to stand firm in your faith, be courageous, be strong, even when others aren't showing kindness, you know, you are to show kindness and let all that you do be done in love. And so those are the words that he shared in this chapter 16. And then he goes on quite intentionally, I believe, to talk about how you are the body of Christ. And he had shared that in chapter 12 about you the body of Christ, and he continues to share that. And how then it's our responsibility as Christians, as the body of Christ, to kindle and inspire others into the community of faith. That is a charge that I give you today and I give myself every day. You know, it seems like in our world where there is so much hatred, there is so much polarization, there's so much anonymity, so much bullying, that it's hard to come up with examples sometimes of kindness um, that represent true Christian love and worship of Jesus Christ and joy and hope and the gifts of the Spirit. It seems like those who are treated the worst are the ones who are most in need of this message of kindness. Have you ever found that to be true, the ones that need it the very most? Think of this, the elderly are often marginalized, Young people are bullied, the poor are ignored. From the smallest living creature in our world to the most magnificent, kindness still eludes us, even though this is such a strong message of the gospel. In our scriptures and in our faith, we are told over and over and over again to be kind to one another. From the Old Testament message that we heard, um, read from the prophet, Isaiah, all the way through the scriptures. Love one another, love God, share the good message, the good news. We are told to walk in love like Jesus did. To forgive, to be gentle, to be tender-hearted, thoughtful. So before we move to the holy table of communion, which in itself, in itself, it rep- represents grace and love, if you think about that. Uh, first Last Supper, when they sat around that table, the kindness that Jesus showed to all of those disciples who at one time had either denied them or were going to betray them and deny them and turn you know, their back on him when he needed something. This table is a sign of, of kindness and grace from Jesus. But before we go there, let's take a look at what it means to live a Christian-loving, kind life with patience and with humility and joy so that we may all loosen our sense of compassion and to be witnesses to what it means to be a Christian in our world. So how do we do that truly? How far should we carry this into the world? Well, there's a passage that I love in the scriptures that talks about how kindness replaces, this is another um, Pauline letter in Ephesians. And he said that kindness replaces all bitterness and wrath and anger and slander and malice, that it replaces all those things if we can find that kindness in our hearts. Can you, imagine, can you imagine a world where there was no cruelty, there was no bullying, there was no this person against that person, no polarization, not having to either demonize or deify other people when we reach out to them, but simply to love them and to be kind to all people regardless of where they're from, what their religious or political persuasion is, um, how kind they are, but to be able to reach out with that kindness and love. Yeah, I think first it begins as a choice. And I I can't emphasize that enough, but we can choose how we will respond to every living creature in God's universe. Every day when we wake up, we have the choice to make And as Christians, this is maybe, I don't know, more essential now than in the whole course of history, we can choose to be impatient or we can choose to be tolerant. We can choose to be humble or we can choose to be arrogant. We can choose to act proud or modest. We can choose to be selfish or we can choose to be completely selfless what paul is telling us i think is that in a world where you can be and act any way you choose choose to show that loving kindness every day when you wake up say a prayer that you might be kind and reach out and share the love of jesus christ the scriptures tell us over and over again be kind to one another tender-hearted if you google that kindness and love you will see so many examples of how we are called to be this way. The other thing about this Christian love, this kindness that Paul talks about, and probably the most important thing actually, is to always look to the witness of Jesus Christ. You know, to live the love of Jesus Christ, to imitate Jesus and how he loved others, how how kind he was to the outcasts in society. In the Bible it says, be imitators of Christ as loved children we are called to do that we know that Jesus was always kind especially to those who are the most outcast if you think about it um, think of these examples Jesus met a woman at the well if you remember that time it was in the middle of the day he met her there Now, nobody went out in the middle of the day because it was too hot, but this woman had been so shunned by society that that was the only time that she could go to the well so that she wouldn't run into anybody else. So she was at the well, alone, out in the neighborhood, and Jesus came by and sat down next to her at the well, and he talked with her, and he shared a sense of love with her, and he sat there. Think of this example jesus healed a leper who you weren't even supposed to walk on the same side of the street with they were supposed to carry a little bell or they had to carry a little bell and ring it when someone would walk by and they would have to say unclean unclean you were not to go near those people and yet jesus healed a leper he touched that person he loved that person he showed this sense of kindness he embraced and loved the prostitute he befriended the tax collectors and the sinners and all the outcasts of society. He never turned them away. Think of him washing his disciples' feet, kneeling at their feet and the and healing of his touching hands. The kindness of his words, you know, that broken body, that sacrifice, the cross. I wanna to say to you, um, children of God, loving kind children of god you are so loved i think we need to be reminded of that that we are so loved that it's our call to take that love and show kindness to the world to share to be tender to be forgiving to be graceful Um, i invite you to believe that with all of your heart and you will see miracles in your own life even if it's as simple as just brushing the hair away from somebody's face raising their chin and telling them you're proud of them. You will experience this fruit of the Spirit, this gift of God. And so let us believe these things in our hearts and be imitators of Christ and be kind to one another in a world where you can choose to be anything, choose to be kind, and then show that loving kindness to other people and, le- and then it will be paid forward. So in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Amen.